beyond infinity. So, John, we've talked a lot about AI over the years and about concerns about it. And one of the big things was the loss of jobs that may flow from it. Also, concerns about AI getting it wrong, mm-hmm. lack of explainability. Mm-hmm. These are sort of issues that have come up from time to time. We know that uh, a lot of countries around the world, governments, uh, are investing in AI as ways to manage, know, or manage the yeah, population, yeah, allocate yeah. beds in, in hospitals more efficiently, render government services in a more efficient and effective way. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Zealand is into it. We've got a, we've got a podcast on our website beyondinfinity.com.au, a fairly recent one uh, about how New Zealand uh, is uh, is really embracing AI in a big way. We know that China is also using AI many countries around the world. Some of the figures that are mentioned are quite astounding in terms of the amount of money that is going to be wrapped up in AI in coming years. Well, there is an estimate around about $315 billion to the Australian economy alone in 2028. Yeah. Well, well, they're saying that by 2030, the benefits of AI are estimated to be worth $22.17 trillion Australian dollars to the global economy. Mm. It's a monster. So the CSIRO has just come out. They have a branch, think An- tank. Analysis division. Yeah, yeah, analysis division called Data61. CSIRO is the government's peak scientific body. Lots of research, lots of startups have flowed out of CSIRO over the years. And some very important technologies for Australia, for defence, for infrastructure development, software, computing, all sorts of stuff is tied into the work that CSIRO does. Data61 has recently put out a 68-page roadmap which outlines how Australia can best take advantage of AI. It's trying to build on existing strengths or what it sees are existing strengths Mm -hmm. rather than kind of trying to reinvent the wheel from Mm -hmm. scratch. It's focusing on uh, certain uh, core things. One is healthcare, another is urban development, another is natural resource management. They're the three key pillars. Those are the three key areas that they're focused in on. Obviously, there are other areas which AI will be useful for, but those are the big ones. Healthcare, for example, everyone knows that if you go to a doctor or if you're paying private health cover, as a lot of people do in Australia, it's very expensive. The prices just seem to be going up and up and up. In financial year 2017, the report says that healthcare expenditure reached 181 billion Australian dollars. That is associated with a 4.7% annual growth in real expenditure, which is above the rate of real income growth in the economy. So without some kind of intervention, they're saying technological intervention via AI, mm-hmm. governments will need to double healthcare spending by 2055 to maintain current levels of service. And, and we've covered this in the program before. I mean, looking into the eyes and into the, um, right. you know, the back of the yes. eye, AI was help, able to help determine your risk of a heart attack, I think it was. So, yeah, that's right. So, so There are many medical things like tests that could be done mm-hmm. and then fed into the AI algorithms, mm-hmm. which then can predict or spit out the result, whether that be an appropriate medication whether that be a, a, a food plan or, or some other treatment that might be useful for you. Yeah, and it's, and it's leveraging on existing databases. So hospitals have been collecting scans of eyes for, for many years. They've been used in more conventional ways of treating eye problems, Glo- eye disease. Glaucoma or yep, yeah, yep, all vision loss, yes. Yep. What they've been able to do is actually feed these big databases and the same, and it's also being done in conjunction with other institutions overseas. I mean, you know, there are countries that have got much bigger databases, this sort of information. America, for example, has got hundreds of thousands bigger databases than Australia just simply relating to their population. But what AI can do is look at that 
scan lots and lots of images of eyes mm -hmm. and start to see patterns correlation uh, and between, correlations. Yeah. They can assess your health prospects, the likelihood of you having heart disease mm -hmm. from your eyes. So oncology, radiology, and retinal disease, those are, those are three big areas where AI is already matching or even outperforming human experts in those fields. So that's an example of where AI can, can really do better than what humans can mm -hmm. do. This is about dealing with a, a growing population in Australia. This is dealing with the escalating costs of healthcare. Urban development is a, a huge one, you know, just how do you uh, best plan cities? How do you best allocate infrastructure to deal with an expanding mm -hmm. population? And then natural resource management. Rio Tinto, for example, has uh, self-driving mining trucks, those giant yep. trucks, those cat trucks that, that move ore around on open cut mines out in the desert or up in the Pilbara or other iron ore zones of Australia. And they're not only safer, they're obviously cheaper to run because you're not paying the labor. Mm -hmm. Of course, in the short term, there are people who've lost jobs because of that, but efficiencies have improved, profitabilities have improved, and there are jobs being created because there are people who've got to write the software, who've exactly. got to maintain the vehicles yeah. and maintain the, the... And the hardware that supports it all as yeah. well. So it's yep. not just the software, then you've got the hardware to back it up, the yep. network systems yep. that you, you know, employ to... The universities yep. that train the people that yep. have those skills. Yep. So there's a migration from the sort of the physical labour in in the aspect of driving a truck, for example, mm. into the you know, typing on a keyboard or setting up of a, a computer system. So the, the jobs of the future, which we again have covered on the program before, is about you know the digital tech and how that can in, incorporate into the future of our society. And when she launched this report just recently, this roadmap. Uh, the Minister for Industry, Science and Technology, Karen Andrews, made the following statement, which does relate to what we're talking about with employment. In terms of jobs, there's no doubt the way we work will change, as it has for centuries. But AR will mean more jobs, not less. AI may change what work looks like, but, but it will create jobs, not destroy them. In fact, we know AI is going to be crucial in ensuring the government meets its target of creating 1.25 million jobs by 2024. It's going to be interesting to see how you know, the general population just decides to accept the information from an AI system. If, for example, you go in for a few basic tests, the blood test, an eye test, and that's fed into this AI algorithm, and then it spits back an action plan, are people likely to trust the, the AI? Obviously, that has to be programmed in to a degree. The rules governing how it came to that answer, and as we've talked about, you can't reverse engineer that, that answer. So I wonder what the acceptance will be, particularly in healthcare. In other scenarios, I think we can accept it quite easily, whether it, you know, if it's a, some kind of automated driving like in the trucks, mm. that, that does make sense. Mm. I would trust that more than I trust a human driver because mm. there can be various conditions which mm. mean someone's Fall asleep. lazy, mm. tired, on drugs, mm. drinking, whatever mm. the, the mm. scenario is. Mm. So, mm. But in terms of a healthcare analysis or something that's very personal, I mean, if you've got a tailored food schedule based on an AI algorithm and you don't stick to that, well, is that your fault the ai's fault i wonder how this is going to integrate into people's everyday lives they're sort of now told by a computer okay you should you need to do this now or you have to make this choice or buy this food or, or do this action yep it is going to be interesting how people uh, you know people are going to have to adapt that's really the word from from the government when launching this is that conventional a lot of conventional jobs are going to disappear but they're going to be replaced by jobs which will work with ai 
it's not all gloom and doom. It's not all that, that robotics and AI are just shunting people aside and, and making them obsolete and creating a whole bunch of social problems which flow from that and healthcare issues and all the rest of it. There are new jobs, in fact, more jobs that they claim mm-hmm. will be created than lost as a result of all this. Just a couple of, of key points from this Data61 CSIRO report. Digital technologies, including AI, are potentially worth $315 billion Australian dollars to the Australian economy by 2028. And AI could be worth, as I mentioned earlier, $22.17 trillion Australian dollars to the global economy by 2030. So we're talking 11 years away. It's not that long. Uh, another area of interest was Australian industry needs up to 160,000 new specialist AI workers by 2030 in machine learning, computer vision, natural language processing and other AI technologies, which is an enormous number and uh, is going to stimulate a whole bunch of people who are who are looking at what they should do at university, what, what subjects they should take, what, or even what subjects they should do at high school to qualify, to be in the running to get into those courses. Hey, well, one of the issues that, that has been a problem in the current setup is that we've got people that are experts in the field actually leaving to go overseas because yes. of the... Brain drain. The, the brain drain, that, that the exodus from Australia. Mm. So hopefully this report helps to develop a roadmap for what we need over the, the coming 10 years and potentially much longer. Mm. So hopefully business can look at this as an investment and say, well, we need to train people up, but we need to keep them here so that we've got these extra 161,000 people, whatever yep. the number is, yep. or we have to look at a migration program into the country to bring in this expertise. Yep, which is a pity if, if you're going to lose jobs locally because of AI coming in and then you're actually replacing those jobs or creating new ones, but you're bringing in the labour to do that, that would be a bit of a pity. That That's, would be a problem. Yeah. So this is this is where it's not just the report from a government body, it's the government itself that, mm. that comes up with the initiative to keep mm. people onshore here, mm. you know, support businesses and support new enterprises. Yeah. And and there's always that potential that you train someone up and they get offered more money overseas and Australia has limits on what they can pay people and there are other places, Silicon Valley can pay probably a lot more yeah. for certain key cost positions. Cost of living here as well, for example. Yeah, cost yeah. of living, cost of owning a house, all that sort of stuff. We know those things are high. The rewards can be higher overseas. But one of the things that they want to do with all this is so they want to develop AI to address those key issues, healthcare, urban development, natural resource management within Australia, because they're key areas, repair, maintenance, improvement are needed in those areas for Australia's benefit to deal with existing problems. And then once they've acquired that expertise and, and dealt with those things with the benefit of AI and a changed workforce, a reskilled workforce, then they want to export those solutions mm-hmm. to other countries and that's where they can make right. a buck out of yeah. it. The, the connection between Australia employment here and overseas is is real, mm-hmm. but it just it, you're right, it does need to be managed and that is something that hasn't really, it's not fully addressed in this report. It is a matter for government to get that right. Another big area that's highlighted in this Data61 report from the CSIRO is Australian Information Communications and Technology employs 660 plus thousand workers in fields related to AI at the moment. This is going to grow to 758,000 workers by 2023, so in four years, at a rate of 20,000 additional workers per year. Today, 66,000 Uh, ICT workers, that's um, information communications and technology workers, um, live in remote and regional areas. So 
this is potentially a boost to regional economies as well. Yes, provided that the you know the issues we have with the NBN, for example, have caused blackout zones or low speeds in regional communities. Mm. They're not getting the sort of service that uh, was promised with the original form of the NBN. So, mm. I, I, look, I applaud this report for having this vision. But again, it's it does need to have to ensure that it's got the infrastructure there, not just the the programming capability, but the infrastructure such as the NBN, which actually has the fast speeds, not just a satellite like communication otherwise people will move to the major centers or new zealand for example which has got amazing gigabit speeds of internet mm. to be able to continue their um, programming skills and methods australia's got a high very high skin cancer rate i think it's the highest in the world it's suggested that an ai system for detecting skin cancer which could become a smartphone app performed on par with 21 certified dermatologists. In Australia, 13,280 new cases of melanoma were diagnosed in 2016 and 1,770 people died from the disease. Earlier diagnosis enabled by AI will save lives. So there's a, a very fundamental health benefit in Australia under Australian conditions, very hot sun. On-farm agricultural robot, an AgBot 2, developed by the Queensland University of Technology, could save Australia's farm sector 1.3 billion per year by automating weed removal and improving agricultural productivity. We've even heard about AI-powered drones helping in the, the battle to save the Great Barrier Reef, mm -hmm. which has suffered from coral bleaching. The AI drones, I think, are actually identifying where crown of thorn, thorn um, starfish, starfish are, yeah. and then they're sending down an AI robot mm -hmm. that goes and grabs these things and, mm -hmm. and kills them. Poisons it, yeah. Yeah, it, it is all the stuff of science fiction, but as we often say in this program, science fiction becoming science fact. That's something that we see very often. It's happening all around the world and all around us. In 2018, there were 1,465 startups in Australia, 25% of which consider AI relevant to their products or services. This increased 6% from 2017. Through this study, 72 AI startup companies were surveyed of which 84% report to be adapting or developing novel algorithms rather than simply using AI toolboxes. AI is being used to help maintain Sydney Harbour Bridge. There are sensors on the bridge which monitor 800 steel and concrete supports under the roadway. Data generated by these sensors is analysed using machine learning and predictive analytics to identify priority locations for proactive maintenance. What a great idea. Drones, we've mentioned, they're being also used to spot sharks on surf coasts in Australia, around Lennox Head in New South Wales. That's been a very effective program up there. Lots of examples and, and mining operations in the Pilbara. We talked about this before. BHP, not just Rio Tinder, BHP has 50 autonomous trucks at its Jimble Bar site, 20 autonomous drills statewide. Launched in 2008, Rio Tinto's Mine of the Future has 140 automated trucks, over 11 automated drills, and 60% of train kilometres are in autonomous mode, which and, is interesting. I didn't know that. And it's quite a long report, so we'll ensure we, we link to this in the show notes on beyondinfinity.com.au. We will indeed. It may be something we have to come back to and uh, talk about other areas of it in more detail. You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Science and Technology Podcasts. You'll find show notes and other resources, plus our complete searchable backlist of over 600 podcasts at our program website, beyondinfinity.com.au.